Welcome to, I don't know why I said that or did that sound effect, but this is not ESPN, this is Statscast. Please don't sue us, Disney. <laughs> it's not even ESPN you have to worry about, it's fucking Disney that owns them. Oh, oh why? I won't ever talk that The effect. fucking mouse is going to come after us for this one. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> this is Statscast episode, season two, episode two. Two, two. Um, 22. Yeah, we should... I just now realized if we released like a season zero that was like if, if we get like like ten years down the road we could do like uh almost like a recap of the league, right? We oh, can release nice. a season zero and in episode seven of that season it'll be episode double oh seven. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, with with no. love. No, with love. Yeah, I almost I almost said the thing I'm not going to say on this podcast anymore, which of course as you all know is with that being said. But moving on, um this is Saskia season 2 oh, episode no, 2. Um I'm your host Jog4, joined as always by my co-host Filthy Hand 74 Filthy. Say hello to the Best people. Me. And uh we are we are joined specifically and specially tonight um by one of the other admins that's going to join us uh you all know him as expert killer brock what have you had to say for the people uh we got an interesting story today (laughs) we're gonna leave it at that (laughs) we will we will leave it at that got some insight on a certain game i can't fucking wait for it same all right so before we get started as always um you know how like anything anything in anyone's lives they want to talk about anything particular no nah. nothing at all okay do we want to okay that's disappointing like nothing at all <laughs> at this point it could be the most insignificant thing um I'm seven to know that's cute right but that is the... okay what do you got? What is what? What do you have? I know you want to. No, talk about I, you may have the floor. I, I don't think I have anything. I just. Oh, but it's a all... problem for me to not have. No. It's, it's that. <laughs> I misspoke. I was <laughs> thinking you guys would have something, and I'd figure out my thing. Jesus um, Christ, man! You're zero and one against me on the field, and you're zero and one against me in this podcast right now. <laughs> fucking excuse me. <laughs> Um, no. First of all, I was explaining before I was so rudely interrupted. And secondly, I'll have you know, I might be 0-1 in, against you in this game, in this game's iteration. But I started that way last year, too, and I caught up right until I chased you right out the league. So, yes, the, the silence. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you, nobody wants to know about our personal lives. <laughs> so we'll just move on to the football. Um, Alright, do we... I know last year a lot of times we did it by standings and then looked at some stats. I don't... <laughs> I shouldn't say I don't think. I don't remember because I was really drunk. If last time we went over stats, being as it was early in the season, but we probably did, right? Because it was a good long time of rambling. So we can either... We can go through the the stats if you guys want to first. Well, standings probably makes more sense, and then we'll go through the the stats. Um, does that sound good to everybody? Yeah. 
You good, Scott? Yeah, I fucking thought oh. I weird. I don't know. Okay. It's gotta <laughs> be the music or something. Fucking thought I weird. I don't know. Alright, so we start in the AFC North. Does that sound good for everybody? First of all, do you guys have your um, systems pulled up that you can look at shit? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and start with the AFC North then. Um, I'm going to blank on names because I'm not looking at them. I'm just looking at the standings. I think I know all the, the users for these for this division. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then you want to take it away and we'll pick you up after the AFC North, Brock? Or, or give yeah, our comments works. as well. That works. So just from the last podcast, uh, Naruto, the Steelers, still on top, 4-2, and two, coming off a loss either this week or last week. It's played six games, so I'm assuming that's just last week. Oh, look. Emma. Ba, 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 ba. If not, uh, still, he's followed by the Browns, 3-3. Three and three. He's on a two-game win streak right behind him, tied with the Ravens. It was last week, 46-13. 46-13, okay. Yeah. So he hasn't played this week. So he's just coming off a loss into this week, still on top of the division. Followed by the Browns and Ravens, both at three and three, and that is uh that's Irish and Golden Dahmer. Golden Dahmer. Golden big, Dahmer. Big Notre Dame fan. Pretty Man. sure Golden Dahmer, if it wasn't adopted by a Catholic school, would be a sex term, <laughs> and it might even still be both because of that, but we'll never know. And rounding out that division, you got the legend of Shaw as the Bengals, one in five. But he's been uh, inactive for the most part with some internet connect issues. So, yeah. So, um, so Scott, what say you for the AFC North? Um, I mean, I think it's been a uh, good division so far. I'll be honest, man. I was looking at the schedule for a second. I didn't listen to a goddamn thing that happened there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a peaches of shit person. I can admit that. Did you say you're a peaches of shit person? <laughs> I'm a piece of shit person. Sometimes I mumble. Um, it sounded like you're like, I'm a peaches of shit person. And I'm not like, hold on, what the, with the Steelers of four and two. Segway and past it. What, what are peaches of shit? <laughs> Listen, it's all water under the fridge okay <laughs> fuck off <laughs> but okay so so it's a close division it's a cl- it is a close division if you take away the Bengals who are one of five but like everybody else you know they're within like a half a game of each other really well no a full game um but still it's a close it's a close division teams are on winning streaks teams are on losing streaks it's almost like anybody could win it did last year, did we always start with the A? We did. We all. The reason that I'm thinking selfishly, like, my team isn't coming up anytime soon. What's happening? It's because we started off in the AFC North last year, and it was always you and me that we were talking about. Yeah. So, it's fair enough. So, the AFC South now, where we once again have two 5-1 teams to start the season. That yeah, was a common like, thing. That was a common theme last five year. Five-win teams in the fucking AFC South. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. I was I was about to talk shit about the Titans, uh, because they're only five and two. But I didn't realize they were only they were still five and two. But I was gonna say last year we were talking about two five and one teams quite often, right? The Titans were usually one of them, and um, they're not this year. But they're five and two, so I guess that's not you know that's not terrible. 
but it's it's interesting because we talked about the first the AFC North being close. You've got five and one Colts, the five and one Jaguars, and the five and two Titans all in the AFC South. That's even closer and even better. Like that is just insane. And then frankly, the two and four Texans are doing better than the worst team in the AFC North. So uh, who knows? But that looks like a fun division to watch. The fucking points against Colts had an amazing defense, man. They've only given up 61 points this season. I didn't season. even notice that until you said that. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, let me compare that real quick to the, the NFL. That's got to be the best in the it, it is the best. It's the best, and the second best is the team that I'm going to play this week, but we'll save that conversation for later. But yeah, the Colts in the AFC South have the best points against the best points against defense in the NFL. And that's part of why the five and one different ways to get it right. Because they have a far better points. They have a better point differential, a much better point differential than the Jaguars who are also five and one. I mean, it's pretty like that despair is huge. The Colts have more points than Jaguars and have given up less points or given up less points to the Jaguars. So that's a pretty big differential. And yet the 50 point swing on both sides of the spectrum. too. Exactly. A 50 point swing. Like, the Jaguars have 50 points less than the the or the than the Colts do, and they've also given up 50 more points than the Colts have. But yet, after all that being said, after all that being said, that's like a different term. It's different. Um, it, it's the same goddamn <laughs> thing. They're still ago. they're still both five and one. That being said, <clears throat> all of that to consider, <laughs> they're both five and one. Um, and then of course. You have you have an interesting Tennessee Titans team, to say the least. That's at five and two, um, and the Texans are two and four. Um, we we haven't gotten yet to the NFC North, and we won't for a second. But while we're talking about the Titans, got an Brock, interesting little story for this one. Do you have any insight? Oh, I got a lot of insight. We'll we'll keep it short and to the point. Just uh. I guess whenever you asked us earlier about our personal lives, I could have said I spent fifty dollars this morning or so. <laughs> uh, wasted it, just threw money out the fucking window apparently. But uh, yeah, so I played the Titans this week with my Chiefs and got absolutely fucked by the Titans. My first two mm. possessions, two run plays, Pollard. First play of the game, run, fumble six, get the ball back. Second play, fumble six. That trend continued throughout the, in, the remainder of the game. Third quarter, about 20 seconds left. I think I threw a pick, and I quite literally took my controller by the handles and ripped it in half. Hence me spending $50 this morning, because I didn't have a controller for the rest of that game and the rest of the night. So, yeah. So we can thank Kobe for that one. Might have to send him a, a bill. A bill? Or so. <laughs> You literally ripped your controller in half in the third quarter. I, I think you also told me earlier that, that you were like, you can watch the stream, but I don't know how it ended. It was probably like, God fucking damn this fucking piece of shit game, and then the stream ends. It just ended. <laughs> just ended. No yeah, see, I was watching it, and I saw it cut off, and I was like, that's interesting. And then I went back to doing what I was go. doing, because I was only half-ass paying attention. <laughs> yeah, it, it ended in a uh, a rage. That's for sure. I guess. Well, that that's the story of how the Titans um, 
went get to five and two. They're on a three-game win streak. The Colts are on a five-game win streak. Lost their first game of the year and haven't and then, lost and since. Haven't lost since. Interesting, but yeah. Um. So that's the story of the AFC South. Any other thoughts or comments on it, guys? Just gonna be fun I mean, to see how it plays out. We got three five. We got three teams tied essentially for first place, depending on how this week goes. Titans are the only team that's played this week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, I don't know who's gonna win this one, man. It's gonna be really interesting to see it come down, like and how it finishes out. Especially like I, w- I want to see how this week ends. If we got two five and ones, Kobe's won this week. He's five and two. Like. Start playing with tiebreakers. Yep, that's gonna be interesting. This will be a this will be an even more fun cast a week from now when we have a few more weeks played and we can see what's going on. All right, so for the AFC East, it is. <laughs> I this I is it just me or every year is the AFC East just this clusterfuck of teams that are close together? No one's it's doing really well. Mediocre. No one's doing real terrible. They're all just kind of just mush together. <laughs> Every year. Bro, look at the Dolphins. 187 and 187. Talk about some Thanos' soul for a soul. like. And they're 4-3, too. They're about as close to an even record yeah, as they could get. <laughs> that is like the Jameis Winston of like teams right there. Like. Forget Dolphins. Let's just call them the Miami Winstons. The Miami Winston? <laughs> like, they... 187 points for, 187 points against. They're 4-3. and three. So, like, if, you know, they've already played this week, they're as close to being even as they could be. And after next week, I'd like to believe that they're going to be 4-4. Four four. <laughs> See where it goes. Um, it's, kind of, it's, it's hard to tell who the actual leader in the division is simply because of games played. So winning percentage can tell us that the uh, the Jets are on top of the division at three and two, but they're half a game above the Patriots at three and three. The reason the games played matters is the Patriots played this week. So depending on the Jets game this week, they will either go into next week leading the division by a game or being tied with the Patriots. Yeah, so it could all change pretty drastically just depending on how this week could goes. Very well change drastically. More interestingly, are the Dolphins, who technically sit at the bottom of the division. Well, I guess, no, they're probably in second place, if you actually sort by winning percentage. Um, But the Dolphins are interesting because they have not only played this week, but they also haven't had a bye yet, and it looks like every other team in their division has. So their winning percentage and their win and loss totals are a little bit inflated. Um, but they are because they've already had so at four and three they technically have a better winning percentage than the three and three Patriots as well as the th- they're just a little below the three and two Jets. But all this to say, the Dolphins are definitely in the thick of things in this division, um, and even the Bills who have started off two and four. Again, it's not like it's not even early anymore. We're basically at the midpoint of the season, and yet just because of how close this division has started, even with the I would consider two and four to be a, a, a poor start. Even with a poor start, you're not more than like two games behind the division leader, which is not a bad place to be. No, not at all. I mean, there's still a lot of games left, and we got an extra game if we fall now, man, because we got the extended, you know, the extra game of the season. So, 
it's extra game of the season. You know, it's different playoff system. It's you got a chance, man. Especially if like everybody's keeping it close right now. From like what I was kind of looking at earlier today, like there's a fuck ton of parity going on. Yeah, and parity is a good thing. Every competitive league needs more parity. Is this the division that we're calling uh, Sot's most interesting division, or is that somewhere else? Well, it's hard to say. I, I don't know. The rest of them. Well, like, we haven't seen the rest of them. I don't think you can call it more interesting than the AFC East. The AFC East has five, has three five-win teams. The, the AFC South. East definitely does not have. Or South. Five I'm sorry. I'm sorry. AFC South. We're looking yeah. at that now. Yeah. Well, let's whatever. I meant to say AFC South, and I didn't. And I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> not a perfect person. Oh, all right. But yeah, no, it's it is interesting for sure. I love that it's close. You know, the, nothing nothing's worse than at the halfway point of the season. You see, well, this person's gonna win the division, right? At the halfway point of the season, this division, like all four teams, I think are legitimately in it. You look at the AFC South, like three of the four teams are super in it and also super competitive you know the afc north it's kind of the same story it's like everyone's close and the bottom team has got a really bad start but they can rebound so i i love that um any other thoughts before we move on to a division that's going to kind of go against everything i just said oh uh, i feel like i say this every goddamn time and i stop saying it i'm really interested to see how this is gonna play out because everybody's really close but i mean like it's we're at that midway point in the season, man, and some te- it feels like like a couple of divisions have a bunch of winning teams, and then everybody else, it's like there's not a clear cut division yet where like somebody's running away with it at this point. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Brock? Nah. Well, I guess the only other thing is uh, to end it on a positive note: the Jets are on a three-game win streak, went from zero and two to three and two, and they're technically on top of the division now. Right. Oh, that's a good point, and I hadn't seen that. Yeah. At three and two, that puts them at the top of the division, and they are on a three-game win streak. So. And I think they actually play uh, J Rolls Patriots this week too. So got a division game. That's a division game. That's a big division game too, because that's like. The winner of that game goes to the top of the division. Um. Technically speaking, if the Patriots beat the Jets, they'd still be a half a game behind. Or no, wait. Yeah. Yeah, they'd go on top. You're right. They would. Because they'd be tied with the Dolphins at 4-3, and, and I don't know what the head-to-head tiebreaker looks like on that. But if it's not by head-to-head, they'd probably have in points for, I would assume, if yeah. they win. Well, I mean, they'd already have. Well, at, either way, it'd be a really tight division, and it doesn't really matter because the person that wins that game, it's a big game. Um, But it'll still be somewhat close. The Jets can kind of, if they do win that game, they can kind of have, like, I, th- I feel like 4-2 and two is just is, is more than just a half game better than 4-3. I feel like that's a statement lead in the division, especially at this point. Um, but it'd be interesting either way to, to what you said. It'll be interesting to see how that game goes and how it shapes kind of the way that we talk about this division the next time we record. All right, so Brock, uh, as the expert, no pun intended, uh, within the next division we're going to talk about, I will let you lead away while we talk about the AFC West. I really don't even know what to say about this division. Just looking at the record, it looks like my Chiefs are just a clear cut on top. But 
from the way I'm playing, it's looking like we might not make playoffs if it continues. So, but Chiefs on top, five and two, just came off a horrible, horrible loss to the Titans. Raiders, who is a seemingly good user from what I've seen so far, two and four. But I think he's new. He might be undefeated. No, he's two and one, right? As a user? Yeah, I think he's like two and one as a user because I know I beat him. I don't know if anybody else has since he's joined. I couldn't tell you. I, I think he's just two and one. And then he's followed by Chargers at one and five. It's another team I haven't really seen. I got to play him once. I don't even remember the score in that game. But the points for and points against isn't favorable. Yeah, I was going to say, if that's, if that's any indication, it was probably not a very pretty score. No. And the Broncos, that's been a team we haven't really had a user for all season until last week. Oh, last week, yeah. Yeah. So that's still unclear. This whole division, I would say, is just unclear. There's, I have no idea what's going to happen with this division with the weeks to come. Okay, yeah, that's... I mean, you only got a two-game lead on the Raiders, so, like, he's definitely, he can catch up. Chargers, technically, he's only fucking three games back. Uh, the Broncos, it's four games, but it's still fucking mid-season. Like, it's not, I mean, you say what you say, and you're going to start fucking losing every goddamn game. We'll see. I don't personally see that happening, and I was just looking at the playoff standings. I figured we'd talk about that a bit tonight, but... As a precursor, you're still sitting second in the AFC right now. So that's a interesting, interesting fact. So I didn't think I would be. For mm-hmm. what it's worth, it turns out five and two is a pretty good record for a team that's <laughs> talking about not making the playoffs. You fucking stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> there's modest and there's idiocy. You're being an idiot. You're five and two. Have some. We'll, I know we'll you just got your. I know you just got mollywopped by the Titans. But have some fucking confidence in your own division at least. We'll see. I still got two games against the Raiders. We need man said what he said. (laughs) (laughs) The man said we're done here. Um, We're done here. We need what we need to do. What we need to do is have a commissioner's podcast. We need Kobe in here. (laughs) We need. We'll all get lit one night. Kobe will get in here. He'll be talking hella shit. We'll all just be shooting the shit about this fucking. This fucking league, I think that would be a good time. Um, I don't know why I had the inspiration to say that right here, right now, when I did and how I did, but here we are. So, any other thoughts on the AFC, AFC West before we move on to the NFC North? Let's see if the Raiders and Chargers or the Broncos, man, one of three all can catch Brock. All you got to do is tilt him so bad he breaks his controller in the third and you two can get a win. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm imagining like an, a sidewall ad in your internet browser and it's just like man the players hate him <laughs> one OG Kobe found the trick to make Brock break his controller in half <laughs> oh man alright well I suppose it's about the time we talk about the next division that if you scroll one down from the AFC West, you arrive at. I'm just going to let you guys handle this one. So, what happened was... The, you see, what happened was... There was, there was a game. There was a game last weekend game. 
uh, where the Packers play the Bears, and the Bears may or may not have beaten the Packers. And the stream got a little salty, although it should be noted that neither of us took each other's ownership rights from the other and the Daisy server that we play on together, so we're, we're okay. Um, yeah, no, it was a... I Shit talk during the game aside, I thought it was a good game. I don't know why you have your phone up right now. Is that related? Are you trying to... You're, it's because you're trying to play your stupid ass fucking song, Bear Down Chicago. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. You're an idiot. <laughs> Why did my mic go? Like that didn't fucking what? Yeah, none of it recorded. It's not. It's not hitting. Like for those of you that aren't watching, what well, because you're listening right now, you might be like, "What the hell's happening right now?" Oh, forget it. Bears won. That's the important thing. You did try and fail miserably. What the hell? Care about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The Bears won. It was a. It was a two. It was you won by fourteen. I remember that much. Yeah, but you scored that last touchdown in garbage time. Let's be honest. Okay. Hey, man. Points are points. Sounds like you're starting to make excuses. <laughs> uh, winning. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> no. So it was a. It was a good game. It was a well played game by you. You beat me soundly. Um. It was. It's not like a like you have blown me out before. This wasn't a blowout something closer than that and i will say regardless of what you might like you beat me soundly i definitely do look at that game like in hindsight and think of things that i could have done differently they could have made it closer not necessarily thinking i could have won although if i had done enough things differently obviously i could have won that's every game right but i look at a few things where it should have been closer than it was um and so frankly like I kind of look at it this way. We normally play each other close. This time you beat me. You did beat me by two scores, but I've lost to you worse. So it's kind of like, it stings a little because we were both undefeated and now you are like the clear top dog in the NFC North, but it's still by a game. We're still going to play each other again this season. And, you know, you won and, and, you, and you won and you earned it. But like, I can't let that be the thing that defines my season so far, you know? Sure. I mean, you're still five and one, obviously. I mean, hey, look at the Vikings, though. Sneaky, sneaky down there at four and two. He's only two games out. I haven't played him at all yet. I haven't either. So, like, it's like the, we play the Vikings at the end of the season. We so do. It's going to be like an interesting fucking fist fight there at the end of the season to see how that all turns out. Knives out. Now it's just a race. Don't, you know, like, don't lose. Don't fucking stumble. <laughs> yeah, don't stumble. We're, all, we're, we're both looking at each other, and it's like, we still have to play other people, though. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. That's the way it goes. And then, of course, you got the Lions at 0-6. Um, we talked about the Lions. I, like, all right, we're going to reach out to our Lions user. Hasn't played in, like, the last four weeks, so we're going to reach out to them and see what's up. Um, obviously, there are circumstances that could cause that to happen. But we just want to know what's up. So, Lions, if you're listening to this podcast, please, um, <laughs> if you see this poster, please come home. I feel like I'm making a newscast because my kid is <laughs> kidnapped or some shit. <laughs> like, I don't even... We miss you, little Timmy. Come back. <laughs> we, we miss you, Lions. Yes, <laughs> if you see this or hear this, please respond. Um, 
but yeah, that's where we're at. So the Lions are our own sakes, but you're right. To your point, I didn't notice that the, the Vikings, they're lurking back there. 4-2 and two is not a bad start to the season. And the Vikings are lurking. Lurking in the shadows, just waiting. Um... All right, so any other thoughts on I'll, I'll, Brock? Do you want to weigh on it in on the NFC North before we move on? Uh, I think the only thing I got is I'm pretty sure Scouts Bears are the only undefeated team left in the league. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. That is the that's the right that you've earned as a result of this. Uh, technically, so we so this is recorded Tuesday night. It'll get posted. It'll get, well, it's now Wednesday morning, but whatever. It'll get posted. So it's the the last week that's been completed, you know, was the weekend week from Friday to Monday. So yeah. that's the last time that you played um, would have been, was Friday night right after advance, actually. Um, so you'll play again at the next advance. But as of, as of the advance on Wednesday night, wait, yeah, because you played again on Monday. Yeah, you played house tonight. As of the advance on Wednesday night. The Bears are undefeated. I think you were also the only undefeated team after the game that we played. Is that not true? Did somebody lose in the Monday to Wednesday games that was undefeated? I don't think anybody did. I think you, like, what I'm saying is, I think you were the only undefeated team even after last, like, after the after weekend. Last week. And yeah. it's, dude, I'm on the San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so the NFC South, man, that's a close division too. Not for it's not a close division like the AFC South, <laughs> but it is a close division. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Everyone's still close. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In perfect world, everyone have even everything. Thanos <laughs> is you know, looking at this league like. So close. The, the NFC so South close. is like the NFL's version of, of fucking communism right now. Take Mahomes kneecaps. <laughs> you get to win, and you get to win, and you get to win. Everybody gets equal wins and equals. <laughs> right, but but you do have... So, so, so the Panthers are the best of the bunch at 3-3. Three and three. And that's, that's good for the 15th ranked team in the NFL. Like Which is great. Because that guy just rage quit a game. We had to kick him. <laughs> Who is he playing? Do you do you remember? Mm, no, I don't. I, fuck, who was it? Oh, uh, it was the Vikings. And he fucking rage quit. So, te- technically, the Vikings are gonna be five and two, right? That was last week. Who started streaming? Who did start streaming? It was you? Brock, you can talk. You know that, right? Just didn't want to cut into the, the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh okay. like you're a part of the podcast. I know, literally, I've, saying, I've asked for your input multiple times in this podcast. What no, I know. <laughs> okay. I was trying to make it subtle. I fair. couldn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. All right, so it's the NFC. It's time for bed. It's, it's close. It's... Oh, that's fair. I see. I see. Doggo wolves. Fair. Completely fair. I understand. 
No. Yeah, I under I understand the heckin' borks. I got two of them. Heck Thanks for stopping by, man. Uh, we'll have you on next week, or we'll have you on again. We'll maybe yeah. try to do it earlier. Oh no, the time's not a problem. It's just they're just being way too loud. No, I got you. It happens, man. Okie doke. All right. Well, for those of you listening to the podcast, we are bidding Brock farewell. Have a great night, Brock. Um, expert killer to the rest of you. Thanks for joining us so far, and we'll uh, we'll have you on again soon. For sure, I'll be back next time. Yeah, have a good night, man. All right, and then there were two. And then there were two. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's right. Again, like you said, we say it about every division. It feels like it's real close in the NFC South. Three and three, two and well, four, dude, two and five. And two it's and funny because the Falcons could be one and five right now, dude. They're one Hail Mary away from it. Yeah, but they're not. They're Most not one that, and They five. got that shit. They scored touchdowns and won that game. Two and four. And, uh, yeah. As, as a result, because of that Hail Mary, they're a game back in the division lead. It's it's that simple. Like, they hit a Hail Mary, and that wasn't just a swing from one and five to two and four. That was like a two-game swing in the division. So, mm-hmm. pretty big deal. So, with the NFC East, this has been another super fucking close division. So the Cowboys are five and one. The Eagles are four and two. The football team's four and two, and the Giants are two and four. So we got a five and one team, a four and two team, a four and two team. I mean, everybody—it's they're—they're all within a game or two of each other. Even the Giants, at two and four, are only like what three games back. Yeah, sounds about right. We got a new user for them today, um, which would put us at thirty-one. We just need to find a Panthers user. So it'll be interesting to see, I mean, if he can do, like, a turnaround like I'm doing in that PS5 league. Like, it's, anything's possible. Awkward silence is awkward. Well, I was, um... Smoking pot? <laughs> You could see it happening on camera, so I don't know why you didn't feel the awkward silence. <laughs> I was like, surely he'll keep talking, because he can literally ex- see me vaping right now. For that exact reason. <laughs> okay. I said what I had to say. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking... Alright, Lachey, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, the NFC West is another one of those close divisions, because everybody is 500 or worse. I don't, I don't, we've had several divisions that are like this. I almost don't understand how that can be the case this early. But I guess technically, like, you can be 500 and win your division. You can be less than that and win your division. It's just pretty rare. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, it wasn't, that, oh yeah, it was a Seahawks team that made it at it like was, 7 and 9. Because that was it the was, beast yeah. mode run mm-hmm. where it registered the earthquake and With shit. The 7 and 9 Seattle Seahawks upset the fucking, I think it was like 12 and 3 at the time. Yeah, 12 Saints. and 4. Or 12, yeah, 12 and 4 Saints. Went in there and fucking lost. Dude, I'm telling <laughs> you to this day, Marshawn Lynch is my spirit animal. I'm just here so I don't get just here so I won't get fired. And like the insane part about that whole thing was it's like 
the, like the game was the way it was because it was played in Seattle in January on in rainy shitty weather. Mm-hmm. And it's like if if the 12 and 4 team had had a home field advantage against the 9 and 7 team, the Saints would have rolled the floor with the Seahawks. Like that was that, that was a crazy game. Anyways, um just talking about the absurdity of division winners <laughs> having better records than wildcard teams. Or having home field against wildcard teams that have much better records. Um, so, so you get the Cardinals, they're three and three, and that's good for number one in the division at this point in the NFC West. They haven't played this week. The Seahawks have. They're three and four. You've got the two and three Forty ers and the two and four Rams. I guess I should say I don't know. Bye weeks, maybe could be going through right now. So that it, it might not be that somebody hasn't played yet. But either way, it's three and three, three and four, two and three, two and four. So the the worst the worst team in the division is a game and a half back of the best team in the division. And that's just why we keep on saying every week this division's close. It's because the worst team's a game and a half back of the best team. That's about as close as it gets. And it's not like this isn't you know, this is the second podcast, so you figure we're probably about three weeks past where we made the first one, so this is like the mid season. This isn't the early season. When a division has the worst team being half a game back of the, the best team, like that's that's just a close division. Even when you look at like points for and points against, nothing jumps out at you. I mean, just generally speaking, the Seahawks are both scoring and giving up way more points than the Cardinals. And interestingly, the three and three Cardinals will lead the division have given up 19 more points than they've scored. So that's not, you know, typical of a division leader, and yet this isn't your typical division. 3-3 three and three and having a negative point differential is good to be leading it as of right now. So we'll see if somebody steps up and, and does more with what they've got. I don't know if that was, like, particularly harsh on this division. <laughs> A little bit, but we'll fucking <laughs> The moral of your division outlook, do better. Oh, you want to dive into some stats? Damn it. Holy shit. Yeah, I, that's that, that just happened. Yes, let's dive into stats. <laughs> um... All right, man. Well, fuck. We'll start with, uh, you know, just who pops up. We'll go top 10. Okay. Um, so Tom Brady in his exuberance, he's thrown for 1,880 yards. And I know how it's just threw for a bunch of yards against me. He has six touchdowns, but this is not a Tom Brady stat. He has 14 interceptions. Yes. Uh, 64% clip, 268 a game. So, I mean... He's thrown for the most yards, but I I would not say he's the best on this list by far. He's not if you go by rating, like not even no. close. Is there a way to search by? Yeah, that's yeah. the best way to do. This is by rating. <laughs> My man Nick Foles. I forgot when he came in and went four for four for a touchdown on that drive against the Raiders. Oh God. Okay. So <laughs> sorry, I was reminiscing. 
That would actually make like Carson Wentz uh, the best quarterback in the league right now if you went by rating. He's only thrown for eleven hundred yards, which isn't you know fucking insane. Twelve hundred. It's eleven ninety nine. So basically twelve hundred yeah. yards. Like twelve hundred, but he's completing at a seventy one percent clip with thirteen touchdowns to one pick. So, I mean, our Colts user is definitely turning around Carson Wentz's career trajectory pretty fucking quick. I'd say so. Mm. After that, qualifying quarterbacks, you got Russell Wilson. Now, here's some yardage. He's put up 1872, uh, completing a 77% clip. 15 touchdowns, but he has thrown eight interceptions. Um, Behind him, you'd have Patrick Mahomes, 1,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, 11 picks, completing in a 68% clip. And then we would get Jalen Hurts, 1,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, 8 with a 64%. And, I mean, it's just it kind of keeps going from there. It's hard. I hate searching the quarterbacks by like that because it throws all these random guys in there. And I'm like, well, who are the 10? <laughs> I don't count. It's 2.30 in the morning. I'm too fucking lazy to count. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'll go through the next few. Just uh, so, so you've got Jalen Hurts, 16 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 64% completion, um, 1,586 yards. Quarterback rating of 108.7. Wow, that is so much to talk about. Like, we'll just go over touchdowns, interceptions, and rating. Yeah, that makes sense from here on out. Uh, so next is Joe Burrow. 12 touchdowns to just one interception. He's got 64% completion and a rating of 107.3. 12 to 1 touchdown interception ratio. That's really good. Um, next is Aaron Rodgers, my boy, with uh, 14 tutties. Eight interceptions, 64% completion rating, a quarterback rating of 104.6. Deshaun Watson, 12 tutties, 17 picks, 67% completion, 102.8 rating. And then Trey Lance, the rookie, is actually going to round us out with 12 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He is completing 72% of his passes. He's got a rating of 102.7. So it's good to see you Trey Lance up in that, and he's like uh, one of our higher rated rookies like the highest rated rookie got a couple of first year quarterbacks but none that are um, you know just rookies so yeah I'm going to rushing rushing is a little bit easier I mean you start by yards and that tells you much more about a running back than it does a quarterback which is funny because as of like this thing, if David Montgomery had 17 more carries, he would be on pace right now to be tied with Derrick Henry at a top in the league. Which begs the question, why don't you give David Montgomery the ball more? Uh, Well, he's also second in carries. But clearly not as many as Derrick Henry. Sometimes I throw it. I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> what do you want from me, dude? Just second that. in the league in rushing. Like, second in rushing, second in touchdown to Derrick Henry. Who, because Kobe gets the Titans every year, always leads the league in rushing. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's been a great start for David Montgomery. Um, it's been a great start for Chris Carson too. Oh, definitely. I mean, he's rushing 5.1 yards per carry right now, 128 carries, 654, and four touchdowns. Yeah. All of these top backs have 
averages above five. Yeah. You've got on pretty hard to find somebody with an average lower than that. Yeah, Najee Harris, 5.2. Dalvin Cook, 5.5. It's because, dude, it's a passing league, and that's even in Madden. Like, so everybody's kind of gearing up for the pass. And, and certainly long runs have aided that for a lot of the top running backs. Oh, know? yeah, dude. Then that game you lost to me, Aaron Jones popped off for, like, what, 130 yards? I just yeah. got up so much that you couldn't run anymore. Right. I literally. Like, you probably just should have. Like, yeah, that you're not wrong. I, I should have anyways. Because you're right, Aaron Jones had a great game. I just stopped getting the ball. Um, but either way, like, even, even by that, I mean, just, like, single long runs. You know, you've got runs of 75 yards plus. That helps out your average. Even yeah, you uh, Montgomery's longest is fucking 78. Yeah. Henry's is 75. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. that's 100 yards basically right there. Yeah. So, that helps boost the average. Still, though, interesting to me that just, like, the top crop really doesn't have an average below five yards per carry. Um, and, and outside of the top two running backs, you know, Derrick Henry has 12 touchdowns. David Montgomery has 11. You do have Nick Chubb has nine. Um, but outside of those guys, I guess J.K. Dobbins has seven further down the list. So he's not averaging as many yards per game. He doesn't have as many yards, period. And his average is below five yards, five yards per game. Ezekiel Elliott still has 10 touchdowns on the ground. Um, and Christian McCaffrey has eight. So it's kind of strange. In terms of touchdowns, it's like they don't. Oh, I'm gonna pause. I'll let you. I'm gonna let you finish because I'm wondering what the receiving yard totals are and if those users are getting the ball in their hands differently. Right, but th- those go under receiving yards though. They wouldn't go under rushing yards, you know. No, I know that, but I'm saying the decreased carries. Oh, like... right, right, and that could be certainly for guys like you're thinking Christian McCaffrey for sure. You're thinking, yeah. Probably his yards might be lower because he's being utilized in other ways. Uh, Alvin Kamara is probably one of those. Um, but even still, the the touchdowns are where, for me, it's like, it's an interesting gap between your top two guys in terms of yards have a bunch of touchdowns, 12 and 11. And then you have to go down the list to Nick Chubb until you find another person with nine, and he's like three runners down. And the rushing touchdowns tend to go down with the yards, but they have random spikes with, like, J.K. Dobbins is a lot lower down the list on yards, but he has seven rushing touchdowns. Is he good? Like, I came to you. Way down the list on rushing yards, but has ten rushing touchdowns. And neither of those guys strike me as a goal line only halfback. Like, if you're talking about not Devin Singletary, but the other running back in Buffalo whose name I'm blanking on, and he's nowhere near the top in rushing, but he's probably fucking what's his name? Zach Moss. Yeah, yeah, Zach Moss. Yeah, fuck, why can't I think of that? But he's a guy that I expect to have like no yards, but a lot of touchdowns because yeah. he's a goal line guy. I mean, the only reason I know this because I have stupid, weird football recall for shit like right. that. Like, yeah. who's the backup running back for the Buffalo Bills, a team that's not in my market and that I don't even have a reason to pay attention to? What <laughs> is Zach Moss? Okay, yeah. I play this game too much. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's true though. So Zach Moss is a guy I would expect to have not a lot of yards, but a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, but like Chris McCaffrey is not Zach Moss. Like Chris McCaffrey might be getting you there, like receiving, right? Like he might be getting you close to the goal line. I don't know. I'm just I'm going off on a tangent at this point. My point is, I would have expected 
the touchdown numbers to be closer linked to the number of yards. Yeah. With the exception of some specialist players, not the guys I'm looking at that being the case for. So. Alrighty. Um, receivers. We want to talk about those. You want to start? Tyree kills leading the league with 866 yards. That doesn't surprise me. Um, I have the Chiefs in another league, and he's just. <laughs> he, he can't play press coverage. He can't play off coverage. It doesn't matter, dude. He's just going to run Tyreek run. Yeah. Um, He's also got 13 touchdowns. I mean, experts just getting the ball in his best player's hands. Um, Now, here's the interesting one for me. Mm-hmm. DJ Shark Jr. is second in the league in receiving yards and touchdowns, it looks like, with eight, right? Yeah. Unless we got, like, some super crazy red nope, zone. No. Nope. Yeah. So, this dude, he's a third-year pro. He's a star development. He's the 61st-ranked wide receiver in the league. And with Trevor Lawrence starting on the ball, man, he's fucking tearing it up. Um, Trello. Calvin Ridley um, is fucking tearing it up too, man. 27 receptions, 590 yards, uh, 599 yards. Sorry, sir, mumbling. Um, (laughs) 99.8 average, five touchdowns. Also, Calvin Ridley stepped away in real life to work on his mental health, which, like, good for you, bud. I hope you fucking work your shit out and come back a better, like, just more stable human being with whatever you got going on. Life's too short to fucking worry about everything and not you. Alright, that was my little fucking thing. So, DK Metcalf, 38 receptions, 569 yards, um, three touchdowns, 81 yards per game. There's only two receivers averaging over 100 yards a game right now, it looks like. Yeah. I mean, Calvin Ridley's right there, fucking point two, so three. Um, John Ross, I mean, maybe that sense the trade, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry, let's let's pretend I didn't hear the last thirty seconds of whatever you said. Um you got DK Metcalf, like what I was saying, um the it's like Tyree Kill, DJ Shark, and I'll give Calvin Ridley a point two bump and like say you only have three receivers that are averaging over a hundred yards per game. Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty knuckin' futz. Pretty knuckin' futz considering you did just say this was a pass first league. So, uh, DK Metcalf's coming in at fourth, 569. Only three touchdowns for DK, man. That's kind of fucking weird. Uh, Odell Beckham is having a decent season, unlike he is in real life. Um, because either Baker's inaccurate or hates him, according to his dad. I don't know. <laughs> Odell Beckham and that family's fucking weird. Um, <laughs> but he's got four touchdowns. Yeah, he's doing things. D Hop, 27 for 5, 10, and 4. Uh, Paris Campbell for the Colts, 32 receptions, 498 yards, and three touchdowns. My controller died. Wah, wah. We hit a button, and we're back. Stephon Diggs, 20 receptions, 492 yards, four touchdowns. Okay, tell me I can leave him out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Devontae Adams has 32 receptions for 489 yards and three touchdowns. Hey! Eventually, uh, he's going to show up. <laughs> interesting stat, because uh, we will talk about offensive linemen, but I'm not doing this all goddamn night. Quentin Nelson's the only offensive lineman in the league uh, that has recorded like stats um, that has not let up a sack. 
Okay. Just Quentin. Pretty interesting. I don't know. Do you know find... that's that's I like that. That's a it's a good stat. Defense, loving this, leading the league in tackles, ya boy, Roquan Smith. 26 solo, 25 assists, good for 51 behind Isaiah Simmons of the Cardinals at 49. Alex Anzalone of the Lions at 47. Who has 40 solo tackles? Jesus. (laughs) That's insane. He does lead the league. That's sad I looked. Well, it happens when you're on the field more than half the game. (laughs) Jason McCourtney, free safety DB, in there uh, with 47 tackles. Don't know if that's a good thing. That might mean they're getting to the second level a lot. Uh, Miles Jack, 47 tackles. Darius Leonard, 46. Kenneth Murray Jr., 46. Jalen Brown, 45. You know, it's pretty close, like, once you get to this point. I mean, hell, even my other middle linebacker, Denzel Perryman, is 43. Yeah, that's a lot. So tackle for losses, no surprise here probably. Aaron Donald's leading the league in tackle for losses with 12, followed by uh, Kenneth Murray Jr., the linebacker for the Chargers. Uh, Deshaun Hand of the Lions has eight. Jermaine Davis of the Washington football team has eight. Chandler Jones of the Cardinals has eight. Grady Jarrett has seven. Rasal Douglas apparently has seven tackles for loss. Um... And that is followed by Yannick Nagoku and Von Miller. Now, interesting thing here, though. Aaron Donald has 12 tackles for loss, right? Mm-hmm. He has three and a half sacks. Yeah, I'm about to go over sacks, and I was going to say, I don't see Aaron Donald anywhere here. Interesting. Who I do see, and this is the guy I was looking at literally while you were talking about everything, like, Michael Parsons leads the league in sacks. He's a fucking freak. This, he's a right outside linebacker with 79 finesse moves and 93 speed. This man leads the league in sacks because he's a 93 speed rush end running at your terrified hapless quarterback. Who's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, I don't know. He's a linebacker. Run faster. And you're like, have you fucking seen Micah Parsons? And that's why my quarterbacks would what hate What am I supposed to do? Don't get wrecked. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? I don't know more faster than him. Sir, that's not an option. <laughs> He's going to act like a spider monkey. <laughs> so, yeah. Micah Parsons leads league with 11 and a half sacks. Right behind him, Frank Clark has 11. Only half a sack back. A Fletcher Cox has 8. Josh Allen has 7. The defense version. You just uh, skip Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter has seven. I was I said the offensive version, you know, or defensive version, because you know there's a Josh Allen who's a quarterback. Oh, uh, it's just hilarious to me that there are two really good Josh Allens in the league, and are on right. opposite sides of the ball. Um, Daniel Hunter has got seven. Khalil Mack has six and a half, of which he got like at least three against me. Four. Um, Four. I said at least three. Uh, and he was the defensive player of the week in the NFC. Clavon, shit, yeah, I'm going right over that. Clavon, how do Clavion Chaseon? Clavion Chaseon, is that for, no, it can't be Chaseon. Yeah, 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 it's Chaseon. It can't be, look at it, it's gotta be Chaseon, or Chaseon. The I would have to be after the S's for it to be Chaseon. But you're telling me, is that how they actually pronounce his name? 
I thought it was. It could be Clavion Jason. I, I, I refuse to believe it's Jason. Like I, I believe it in terms of like maybe. That's what his parents decided. But looking at it. All right. Well, that guy has six sacks. Miles Garrett has six, and then there's uh, Emmanuel Ogba with uh, five, Harold Lynch the third with five, JJ Watt with five, and it just goes from there. Kalevon Chasen. Chasen. Yeah, it's Kalevon Chasen. Cool. All right, I'm going to grab a dog. Not a Pokemon, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all, Edrushers. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. He's a human being. Um, Miles Garrett's behind him with the six, followed by JJ Watt at five. Right. Take us away at interceptions. Devin McCourtney, the ageless fucking wonder with five interceptions for the Patriots, um, is tied with Sean Murphy bunting, but I also threw like three interceptions to him last week, so that's my fault. Um, William Jackson, the third's got four. It's a lot of like tied at four right now from here. William Jackson, Caleb Farley of the Titans, Juan Thornhill of the Chiefs, Landon Collin of the Redskins, Dante Denote Jackson of the Panthers, J.C. Jackson of the Patriots, and Ronnie Harrison of the Browns all have four interceptions. And then it's like tied fifth three from there for like half a mile. A lot of interceptions, a lot of turnovers going around. That's for damn sure. Um, Be interested to see who ends up like finalizing that out. I will say, and it's probably because of uh, last week versus Exeter, because I know I saw him get at least one pick six with him. Caleb Fairley, the rookie out of Virginia Tech, has four interceptions. He also has 111 interception return yards. Um, the next behind him is Denzel Ward with one interception for 94 yards. And Dante Jackson with uh, four interceptions for 93 yards. The longest one of the season is Denzel Ward, his one pick for 94 yards. Um, at least the league in deflections. Sean Murphy bunting with nine. William Jackson with nine. Jason McCordy with eight. Eddie Jackson, my boy Eddie, not getting the picks, but batting him down. He does have two interceptions uh, with eight deflections. Kenneth Fuller with seven. Juan Thornhill, seven. J.C. Jackson, seven. It starts to get kind of like tied and muddied after that. So most catches allowed is Jordan Fuller, the strong safety for the Rams. Do better. Uh, with 19, followed by Chode Awuzie of the uh, Bengals, Bryce Callahan of the Broncos, Alexander Johnson, and KJ Wright. And I know he was talking about trading Bryce. I wonder what that price tag's like. Come back, Bryce. You were so good for me. Um, all right. Forced fumbles. Roquan Smith is tied for the league uh, lead with three with Landon Collins and Kevin Bird. And then it's just a bunch of twos after that. I'm not even going to start to name off all those players. Fumble recoveries. Who's chopped out the most? Sabian Collins. We've had no blocks. Only Lorenzo Carter of the Giants has scored a safety. Caleb Fairley leads the league with two defensive touchdowns with, you know, just a bunch of people tied at one behind him. And, I mean, that's kind of your, uh, at least your defensive solo stats. Um, 
as I would like to call them for the defense. I mean, I don't know what other defense it would be for, but that's that's that. <laughs> the Bill Defense Union. What are you here for? Build this fence. Um, I mean, fuck it, dude. Let's. Just, I like looking at some of the um the team, team stats. stats. Yeah. I knew what you were going for there. I could read what you were trying to lead into. So are we going by offenses by yardage or by points? Because I feel Uh, like it should be by points. I mean, doesn't, but at the same time, I guess you could have uh, inflated points if you had good defensive turnovers. Does mm it speak to your offense? But I still feel like yards don't really matter if you're not scoring points. You know? I personally say go by yards. Okay. Well, then by yards it is. Uh, the Seahawks lead the league in yards um, with 2,767 yards of total offense. Um, they are They might be leading the league in passing yards, too. If they're not, there's a team that's like at the end that's like, nah, they have to be leading the league in, in, in they passing are. yards. Yeah. So, they're well, leading. How about this? We'll do like top five, um, and we'll do it by like offense, then top five passing, top okay. five. Yeah, that's fair. Top five all right. All right. So, the Seahawks lead the league in offense with 2,767 yards, followed by the Chicago Bears. With 2,557 yards of total offense. The Green Bay Packers with 2,261 yards of total offense. And Kansas City Chiefs with 2,252 yards of total offense. I said, and I guess the fifth would be the Buccaneers. 2,228 yards of offense. So, it kind of goes, the Seahawks are 200 yards better than the Bears. Who are 300 yards-ish better than the Packers. And then the rest of the top five is in that same clump with the Packers. Total yardage. Uh, you want to take it away with passing? So passing yard leaders, you're going to see first is going to be the Seattle Seahawks with uh, 1,868. Uh, Bucks are right behind them with 1,811. Falcons have 1,708. The Dolphins have 1,662. And the Raiders have 1,603. Um... I mean, here's the thing about this. So, 3 and 4, 2 and 5, 2 and 4, 4 and 3, 2 and 4. So, out of those five teams, one of them has a winning record. Just So, just because you can sling it all over the place doesn't mean you're fucking winning games. I mean, that or their defenses are letting them down. It's kind of hard to say there. But I thought that was an interesting stat. Out of the top five passing teams in the league right now, mm-hmm. only one of them has a winning record. And that's the Dolphins by one fucking game. Yeah, they're only four, so they're the only team with a winning record, and even at that, they're four and three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you want to do rushing? Yeah, I'll be interested to see if we see a higher. Generally, you percentage. do see higher. You you do generally, um, it it it's skewed a little bit. We'll see. Okay, so for rushing, so your Bears lead the league with one thousand one hundred twenty yards rushing, uh. <laughs> The Ravens have 983 yards rushing. The Titans, 954. The Steelers, 903. 
Seahawks just missing out on the 900 yard by or the 900 club by one yard. They have 899 yards on the ground. And to the point, so of the top five passing yardage, there was one winning record team, right? Um, in the top five on rushing, the Bears are undefeated seven and zero. Ravens are three and three, so that's that's one for two. The Titans are five and two. The Seahawks are four and two. The Seahawks are three and four. So three of these teams have a winning record. Um, the fourth team is three and three, which is, I mean, I guess five hundred is considered a winning record, right? I think it's below five hundred. So, yeah, I mean, that's four of those teams have a winning record, and the fifth one is three and four. So it's like, I guess at least in this league, the ability to run the ball is more, has a stronger correlation with winning than the ability to throw the ball. Um... Just in points per game, I'll run down it real quick for people that do care about that. 32.8 is the lead. Both the Packers and the football team have that. So that'll be interesting. Going into our game tomorrow, you know, we are the two current leading scores in points per game. So it'll be kind of, it'll be interesting to see who's the immovable object, who's the unstoppable force, things like that. Um, the Colts have 32.3 and so do the Bears. So very close behind. And then rounding it out is 31.2. There are seven total teams currently scoring more than three points a game. So, high offense lead, that's to be sure. Um, do you want to go ahead and start us off with defense in terms of total yardage allowed? Yeah, so, well, to, you know, not allowed, right? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So, the Jets... Um... Have only allowed one thousand one hundred and seventeen yards this season. So they've actually played pretty good defense. That's probably why they have that three and two record. Um, the Colts has let up thirteen hundred total yards. Well, thirteen ninety with the Eagles just behind him at uh, one thousand five hundred thirty-three. Patriots have let up sixteen eighty-five, and the Packers have let up seventeen oh three. So we got a five and one, three and three, four and two, five and one, three and two. So none of those teams have a losing record. Yeah, a couple five hundreds, but that's about it. Well, only one five hundred, and then the Jets are three and two. Right. So in terms of like passing yards allowed, the Jets have only gave up six hundred and eighty-five passing yards this season. That's fucking insane. Um. The Colts are the next closest team. They've given up 895. So, like, 300 yards more. 310 yards more. Um, now, they also... I don't think the Jets have played this week, so that could also play into it. Um, the Colts at 895. The Patriots at just over 1,000, uh, 1046. The Eagles, 1086. And your Packers at 1137. Yeah, we've... Um... We've, we've played a decent defense all year, and that's what's gotten us to the record. I'm, I'm like, actually, I feel a lot better about my team looking at these numbers, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess we're not as bad as I thought we were. <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms of rushing yards loud, um, it is not the same 
as the passing yards allowed. In terms of who who's the best, uh, the Falcons have given up the least on rushing yards with 384. Uh, the football team has given up the second least with 420. The 49ers at 423. The Jets at 432. So the Jets also gave up the least amount of passing yards. And that's why they are also the least amount of total yardage given up. Um, but you've got the Jets then at 432 and the Eagles at 447. So defensively, the Jets are the thing to talk about, right? They are yeah, top five in both categories and they are number one in total yardage. So defensively, they've got it figured out. Um, points. Take it away with points. Uh, so Colts have let up the least amount of points. Now we already kind of referenced that earlier in the podcast. Sixty-one points allowed, uh, followed by the Washington Football Team at eighty-seven, the Jets at ninety-three, the Cowboys at one sixteen, and your Packers at one seventeen. So, I mean, best. When it comes down to points, man, I mean, the Colts are the best defense. They're not giving up as many points as anyone else in the league. Um, which is crazy because they're not, like, getting a super high amount of turnovers either. Like, ten interceptions, six fumbles. He must just be holding people up at the goal line, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ben, don't break. Ben, don't break, man. The Jets... Um... The Jets are number three, to nobody's surprise, shouldn't be, with only uh, 93 points given up. You want to talk about no turnovers, though. Like, that is a bend-don't-break. That, that's that's not even a bend-don't-break. That's just a don't-break defense. They're not giving up points. They're not giving up yards. And they're not getting turnovers. They must just be forcing three and outs. Like, it's not even a bend-don't-break. They're just a don't-break. They're just a let's be let's play stiff defense, and as long as they don't score points, we don't care if you don't get turnovers. Like, I w- I wouldn't care about that either if I was number one in total yardage and three in points allowed. You know, you don't need turnovers if you're not giving up points. Just usually turnovers lead to not giving up points. You know. Yeah, but, no, hundred percent. Just but clearly the judge are saying that doesn't have to be the case. Um, and then. In terms of uh, points, of course, yeah, you've got the the Cowboys and then me uh, with Packers. So it's been uh, it's been an interesting season so far in terms of what's going on. Sack leaders, uh, to the Chiefs at, with with twenty three. The Cowboys, Jaguars, and Eagles all have twenty one. The Cardinals have twenty. Um. Your Bears have eight fumble recoveries. That's huge. Like, forcing fumbles is one thing. Recovering them is another. Eight fumble recoveries. Leading the league uh, has no doubt contributed to your record. Um, The football team has six recoveries. So the Colts and the Titans and the Chiefs have five. Uh, The football team and Titans are tied for interceptions at 22. Cowboys have 15, the Patriots have 15, and the Jaguars have 15. So, yeah. Um, offense and defense, that's 
pretty much it. Did were, were there any other stats you wanted to go over? No, no. And I think like next week we can end up starting to get into uh, to like the actual playoff picture and yeah. stuff like that, and going from there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, but I mean that should probably that could probably round it up for tonight. Um. I will say I'd like to see these games get scheduled and played a little quicker, but I know everybody's got personal lives, so we'll see how they get turned in tomorrow. Uh, we were going at a good pace, and I just feel like the last couple weeks has been a little quiet, but we'll see if we can keep it going. We'll get some momentum. Hopefully we can find a Panthers user and be full. That'd be super cool. Yeah. So if you know somebody, be nice, those of you listening. You know, somebody wants to join. We have a Panthers team with their name on it. Be super cool. CPQ. CPQ. Um, but yeah. Uh, we'll also obviously be recruiting for that as well. But seriously, if you do know somebody that you think would want to join, we got a Panthers team and they're pretty good. So yeah, have them join. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm pretty much good with this do you have any parting words for for sats uh thank you guys for tuning in listening to us while you know we do this fucking silly thing and outside of that man just uh keep playing those games and put up some good stats make some crazy plays i don't know send me a highlight or two and maybe you too can be talked about on the podcast Ooh. oh that's fair <laughs> um yeah, we are. We are trying to. I will say, we're not trying to. Like, we're we're going to soon. Like, we have the ground, like the framework set for recording, like video of this, and then uploading it to YouTube. If you're someone that would actually want to watch that, um, of course, if we do that, we're gonna have to make sure we record these things before my voice gets like raspy as fuck, and it sounds like I'm Emperor Palpatine trying to talk to you guys. Um. <laughs> Know the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Y. Unlimited power. <laughs> Only you can join the dark side. Ah, uh, but yeah, no. So we do have elements in place to to do a video version of this. Um, we've got an idea where we want it to go. So last week, I was just drunk. I was like, we're gonna do this thing. And this week, I'm like, no, we actually like we're talking about it. We've got to get a little bit of, of like graphical work done before we are in a place where we can do that. But it's it's on our radar. It's coming. We're thinking about it. We're doing it. So, um, yeah. Thank you again so much for your guys' support. Those of you that listen to this podcast, talk to us about it. You are the reason that we are talking about doing graphical design. Get a video version of it. You are the reason that we are recording this. So. Thank you for being a part of it, um, and continue to give us your feedback and let us know uh, when you've tuned in and you've enjoyed it. And that'd be all I've got. So, um, as always, make sure you guys take care of yourselves, and if you can, someone else as well. Uh, for myself, J-Dog, Joel, signing out for FilthyHand74, Scott, we will make sure, and, and Brock, I should say, Expert Killer, uh, also known as Brock who was here for the first part of the podcast. So uh, we look forward to talking with you guys again next time. And until then, 
Have yourselves a wonderful time.